four ordinary guys with extraordinary ideas for Disney parks. This is Main Street Musings. The experimental podcast of tomorrow. Esatto, bentornati a Main Street Musings, il podcast permanente di domani. Mi chiamo Jake, con Miyogi. Ciao, bella. Brock. Ah, Italian. Silenzio Bruno, Tanner. Hey there. What's wrong with you, stupido? Eric. Buongiorno. <laughs> Pizza pie. <laughs> All right, that's right. Today we are talking about the new Pixar film, Luca, which takes place in Italy. Is that why they were always speaking Italian? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I love that the sea monsters also sort of speak it. Like, they don't speak Italian. And they all have Italian speak, names. Like, <laughs> English, that, that weird, offensive, like, English slash Italian mix that Tanner is very well known for. That's like the sea monsters. They don't understand Italian words. Throwing a lot they, of accusations they, out there, Eric. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but they, they talk like American kids imitating Mario. <laughs> it, it's just like a, it's just like a weird thing for me. But anyways, uh, yeah. So we are going to be talking about the brand new Pixar film Luca, which is available on Disney Plus. So that of course means if you have not seen it, spoilers. From here on out, it's going to be spoiler talk. Darn right. You know, I was surprised, guys, by the amount of gun violence that Luca Luca had in the film. Uh, the time he killed all of the children. Uh, <laughs> See, that's for people who haven't seen it and chose to uh-huh. stay past the spoiler tag. And that's also for people like Brock, apparently, who find gun violence against children as a good punchline to your joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't a good punchline, but it wasn't a good joke. <laughs> so what did you guys think of the movie? I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Eric's making a face. I thought it was fun. I think fantastic is really strong, but it's uh, it was fun. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was about to say it's one of my favorite Pixar movies. I'm I'm more Whoa. in the Brock camp. I'm much more in the serious? Brock camp. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed one of it. their favorite Pixar movies. Yeah, because it yeah. wasn't just a fucking downer the whole time, which is all Pixar likes to do nowadays. It was refreshing to not have to deal with that. It was just a fun, yeah, happy it adventure. Like, it was fun. It was fun. And, like, there was a lot of cool throwbacks to, like, 50s and 60s Italian cinema and a lot of cool, like, Miyazaki imagery and things like that. And it was really well put together. But, like, I don't think it has nearly the emotional resonance to be talked about in... See, oh, I have I disagree to really disagree, because, like, Inside Out, as soon as Bing Bong died, I just turned off. There was no more emotional res- resonance in that movie. As soon as Pixar starts doing the thing that Pixar does, I start to tune out, and I lose all emotional resonance, because you can tell that they're trying. This movie was just a lot of fun and it felt like real children and that made me connect to it a lot more i i felt this movie had a lot more emotional resonance than a lot of the other pixar movies i've seen uh the the one that comes to my mind the most is toy story 4 that movie was just a bland pile of mashed potatoes thrown up against a wall for me as far as emotional resonance 
don't don't disparage mashed potatoes like that, Brian. Yeah, I, I like also, mashed potatoes. You can say pile of shit. I would put Toy Story 4 <laughs> above Luca. Yeah, that's why I specifically mentioned Toy Story 4, because I knew you had that insane opinion. So you specifically mentioned it just to shit on it and call it a terrible opinion? No, I specifically mentioned it for content. That's really mean. I wanted content, Eric. Discussion. Of course he did that. He's the most evil person on the pod. Yeah, that's right. So here's the thing about Luca. I did not feel strongly about it. I thought it was super cute. I thought it was fun. Um, it's cool that you guys connected to it so well and so nicely. Uh, I thought the messaging of it was sweet and necessary and done in a way that was not heavy handed. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just another kid's movie for me. Fair enough. I have to say, I, I, I really enjoyed the movie, I think more than Eric did, but I do have to lean a little bit more toward what Eric is saying than what Brock and Tanner are saying. It, it, to me, it was, it was good, but it, I, you know, it wasn't the best Pixar movie by any means. It was like middle of the road for Pixar. I felt it was yeah. not a bad movie. It was, they definitely have made way worse movies, but it was not the greatest either. That being said, I loved it, but it wasn't the greatest Pixar. And I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like I didn't enjoy it. I had a good time watching it from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying me personally, I feel like it's bottom of the top tier, top of the middle tier. Um, I'm not saying I'm putting up above finding Nemo or monsters Inc or a lot of those uh, toy story, obviously not, but I just think it was better than almost everything I've seen from Pixar in the last, I don't know, eight movies. I liked uh, it was Onward Pixar. Pixar. Yes, I I loved Onward uh, actually, but yeah, I liked Inside Out and Onward significantly more than I liked Luca. See, I I think we've made this clear before, but I hated Inside Out. I really did not like that movie at all. That's for me. That's like bottom of Pixar tier, you know. But so it was obviously better than that. But I otherwise I, like I have Inside to kind of agree Out. with Brock. I, I, I like yeah. Inside <laughs> Out. I don't love Inside Out. I, I like it. I hate it inside out. Yeah, I wouldn't go as far as to say Luca's the best Pixar movie or like necessarily in the top grouping, but I would lean more that way uh, than I think where Eric is. So promptly in the middle with Jake, a little closer to Brock. (laughs) See, I don't, I think you guys are misunderstanding me. I don't think it's bottom, bottom. Oh, no, I don't think any of us. No, I don't think we think it's that. I I, I I think we get that. Yeah. I think so. It's a kids movie, right? And I mean, all all Pixar movies are kids movies. I think part of what mine and Brock's disconnect is like is some of that intentional darkness is there to help resonate with like an older audience. I have difficulty connecting with kids movies. Um, so, well, like, I, I have to disagree, Eric. I don't believe that Pixar movies are kids movies. I believe Pixar movies fall into the category of family movie, which to me is very different than kids movie. Sure. Yeah, I, I guess that's what I was missing in this. I didn't. I felt this is more of a kids movie than a family movie. Okay, I get that. I can. I can see where you get. I that disagree, from. but yeah, that's a fair opinion. We we know. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, so, so remember when we about, talked about uh, roller coasters? I'm glad we talked so much about movies that were not Luca in that yeah. discussion. <laughs> uh, just some highlights of the movie. I thought it was fun. Uh, the race was a cool. Little idea. I love the bright colors of the designs of the sea monsters. Uh, just Absolutely. so we can give uh, the movie a little credit instead yeah, of comparing it to did, other films. They did an excellent job of talking about othering without 
directly like applying it to race or anything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the it was well done. The the action sequence is great. The animation was uh, spectacular. Animation was spectacular. The dream sequences were plucked right out of some of the best parts of like so like world cinematic history. It was yeah, it was it was cool. Yeah, I yeah. I really loved the animation of when they would turn from human into sea monster and vice yeah. versa. That was really cool. There was some like um, awkward like rule breaking there. Like there's definitely they don't get dry that fast. Or, like, <laughs> right. <and there's laughs> definitely sometimes that they would have been like wet enough that they would have been revealed before the end of the movie. But speaking of the animation, I just want to point out and give Pixar credit that um, Pixar for a long time has had a very unique house style, but very recognizable. They really broke that with this movie. It looks totally different than any other Pixar movie. And I think that's I I like to see them branching out like that. Well, the guy who directed it specifically mentioned uh, this guy named Federico Fellini as uh, an influence on the art style. He directed this movie called Nine. Uh, one of the Italian masters, and so like all all of that dream sequence, like very rounded, kind of pastel brightness comes from that era. Um, so yeah. they were able to like really lean into that, and I thought that was sweet. And I got to talk about Fig, <laughs> and I got to talk about fifties European cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Not to bring up another non Luca movie, but I do have to say Pixar. I think kind of broke the mold a little bit with their style with uh, Coco as well. To me, that yeah. felt very different. Yeah, um, they've done well localizing so. things that aren't like yeah. specifically like American, right? Yeah. Anyway, so, so, so we have. I think that's uh, more than enough to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so who's pitching first with their Luca themed attraction? Well, we're going to go with a guy who loves it so much you should fucking marry it, Brock Gabbard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um so <laughs> my uh my pitch is based on No, that's a weird way to start this. I was going to say I hope it's based on Luca. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the best way to get into this is, okay, so the entirety of the movie kind of focuses on this one plot element, the race, the Portoroso race. Uh, the race consists of swimming, eating pasta, and bicycling. And I thought it would be fun, uh, it's been a while since we've done one of these, to kind of develop a run Disney-style event uh, based on the Portoroso race. Now, I'm not saying we would do it in that order, necessarily, because that seems like it would lead to a lot of cramps, but I think it would be fun <laughs> at one of the resorts to have a, uh, I'm thinking perhaps the Riviera Resort, seems like the closest in Walt Disney World to the theme of the film. But to have an actual Portoroso race uh, that would consist of people doing a certain distance in the pool, uh, people setting up a nice cycling track around the resort, and, of course, some sort of pasta-eating contest. Now, I think there should be two different levels, one for children, one for adults. The children would be less competitive and more just a fun activity, and the adults would be a big event. Uh, And I think... That kind of whimsical, magical, strange thing is something Disney could do very well. Anywhere can do a marathon. Not a lot of places offer a triathlon, which consists of eating, uh, swimming, cycling, and eating lots of pasta. May it be noted that it can be any kind of pasta. You don't know 
until you yep. get there. To surprise. Uh, I was with you until you said separating the adults and the kids. No, make those kids compete. Make them <laughs> with the adults. <laughs> they got to learn somehow. Life is not fair. F***ing deal with it. Also, you said uh, it's not safe, but in the movie they did separate it. You could have a tag team. It was like a relay race. Yeah, yeah. that is also true. Yeah, so just throwing that out there. There's a lot of opinions awesome. before the Q&A section, Jake. <laughs> For that, I always have opinions. you have to go next. <laughs> oh, my opinion is no. Tanner can go next. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that didn't fly, huh? Nope. <laughs> Not even All a little right. bit. Is, is that my cue? <laughs> no, Tanner, this is a matter of principle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I was asleep. All right, so my idea is uh, I really was drawn to, when I was watching the movie, I was really drawn to those wonderful dream sequences, as Eric mentioned. Um, so my ride would be Alberto and Luca uh during the dreams and riding their dream vespa so our uh, we would join them we as we board a vespa i'm thinking kind of like dark ride maybe high speed and we ride our vespas following luca and alberto through the dreams from the movie so uh we would have we would go through the italian riviera all in that great cartoony bright colored style and then we would go off of that great big giant ramp from the dream and we would launch into the sky and we would see the planets from the dream si- uh, sequence with Julia where she rides by in that flying machine and we could have some great character interactions there um, and then the big climax would be going up toward the moon and seeing all the big glowing fish in the sky and I think that would be a really fun thing to experience especially from the back of a Vespa that's my pitch going back to my thoughts about the movie I loved that I loved yeah, those his imagination were great. of like his take on like what the stars were and what all of everything meant based on like his experience, right? Alberto specifically, right? Like being yeah. abandoned and just staring at the sky every night and trying to put together what all these things are. I thought that was absolutely beautiful. Um, oh yes. Tanner. Yes. I'm up next. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My pitch is going to be a sort of streetmosphere style show um, that people can kind of gather around. It'll have like it, it, it would be platformed and with enough room to gather, but it would be kind of one of those things that you would just sort of in, intentionally smaller scale uh, kind of thing where we have uh, get his name correct here is the dad. This is a Massimo 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 Uh, And his uh, one-handed cooking show Where he will be uh, Will have You know an an actual like one-armed person Up there like cooking slicing fish uh, Cutting things up I thought it'd be a cool way Because a lot of what I like what I took from Luca Was like how we view Like you know how We other eyes and how we monster people who don't necessarily deserve it, right? Um, and Massimo is like sort of like a, a, a human embodiment of that. Like we expect something different um, from him. So it could be, I think it was, this would be a very focused on getting, um, you know, more disabled people to, to be a chance to perform and show things that they excel at. 
uh, sort of through the lens of Massimo and his one-armed cooking show. Um, that could be a, a lot of different things. I have some ideas, but if we end up talking about it, we can flesh that out more. So just a, a, a way for Disney to get some diversity and, and cool, uh, you know, cool showings of that nature into the parks on a smaller scale. Nice. Cool. Yep. All right, Tanner, you're up next. All right. So my pitch is also for a show, more of a stage show, uh, called the Under Underdog Waterland Orientation. Basically, uh, my idea is to have Luca, Julia, and Alberto uh, putting on a show where they are sharing different things about both the land and water and how life works on both for an audience that is uh, going to be humans that live on land learning about the sea and then some animatronics of uh, mer people around kind of uh, learning about human land and we can do some funny bits with that. I want it to uh, really be audience involving uh, in terms of getting some like kids up on stage doing some cool stuff. I want to play with transformation a lot in uh, projection mapping in between like uh, scenes of like where we're under the water and then we're on land, uh, use some magic ways to do that. And then we'll obviously have, uh, uh, Urkel, the bad douchey race winner kid, uh, doing whatever he does. Urkel? Er- <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think it's Ercole, not, not Urkel. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> no, I want Urkel there too. Uh, but, um, yeah, so I think it'd be fun. We could play with some cool transformation effects on, like, uh, water touching the skin, turning to scales, I think would be really cool. Things like that. Boom. Yeah, sweet. Cool. All right, question and answer time. I have a question. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to jump the gun earlier after Brock's No, it's cool. Shame I'm glad I'm with you. your because it, uh, it gives me a little in to my question for Brock. Uh, okay. Which is, uh, so, well, you know what? Pass. Let me let me think about no, how I no. need to phrase he, Jake this. Jake gave you such a great end, Eric. Why don't <laughs> <He> you <did. laughs> expound on your question? Now? And then I literally couldn't <laughs> figure out how I wanted to phrase it because uh, it's not really a question. So we'll get there in a second. So then I have a question for Eric. Sure. Or unless you need this time to think for Brock. <laughs> um, the one on no, cooking no, 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 show. Please. <laughs> is, so is he pretending to cook or is he cooking real food? I think it'd be sweet if he was cooking real food. Yeah, I do too. That, that's why I was wondering. So would he be kind of, is a cooking show, is he like teaching people how to cook? Like people passing by or kind of learning from him or are they just watching him cook? I think there are audience interactable elements of somebody like he could call somebody up and be like, this is how you slice a fish. Right. Or this is how you roll out pasta. Um, so it would be and he would obviously that would be like showing the whole group. Right. But I think getting like a, like a come here, come here, like kind of thing and getting okay, it more specific. Like call somebody out and be like, you roll yeah, the pasta. For maybe me have them stand behind okay. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, very cool. Yep. I like it. So I guess my question for Brock is, why does uh, I, what about the competition for adults brings you in? Because I think when Jake was talking, I was really also seeing this as a kids-slash-adults fun thing, 
more than I was seeing it like a a true triathlon. So I kind of saw the triathlon not as a terribly competitive thing. Uh, I, d- I didn't think it would be terribly honestly interesting or fun if it was really about trying to beat it. Uh, I It seemed to me if, but if it's all at one time and it's oh, on your market set, go, uh, it could be just kind of a fun experience for both people in it and, you know, an audience. I tend to find that when racing and such is taken seriously, it's a lot less enjoyable to watch. Um, but it could just be a fun it could just be a fun activity. I was kind of picturing, you know, families cheering on their parents. Yeah, go mom, eat that pasta, you know. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. The main reason I wanted to separate the kids and the adults is because if adults are taking the swimming and cycling seriously, I picture kids being uh, run over. And I don't see the problem Fair. with that. I, see, I'm just imagining yeah, I, I don't Tanner either. in this. <laughs> I would I mean, the best way for a kid, kid to learn to not to do something, monster. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not my fault they can't get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, you run him over, he's not going to fucking do it again, is he? <laughs> <laughs> and by it, we mean compete in a fun Disney challenge. Mm. Yeah. And by Design it, we mean participate. For them. <laughs> and usually by it, I also mean the child. But, right, you know, yeah. that's, that's something else. Yeah. <laughs> Further questions? Uh, Tanner. Wow. I, um, oh, <laughs> Tanner, I'm. So, Tanner. Sorry. Go ahead, Brock. Okay. Uh, Tanner, I'm just a little unsure. You may have said this. My thing has been breaking up a little bit. But I'm a little confused as to who. Uh, uh, you know, Julia, Luca, and Alberto, are they actors? Are they animatronics? How are we portraying them? That was my question, too. My initial thought was actors, but I'd be open to talking about it in other ways if we think it's easier to do some of the, uh, like, effects I want on them. I think that might be easier with animatronics. But I'd like to explore ways to do this with human actors. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Brock? Why do you look so disappointed in everyone's ideas today? No, I am just in massive <laughs> amounts of pain because for the past two and a half weeks, every single day, several hours a day, I've been moving very heavy things. Why is it that every Can't time we record, Brock is making a horrible face and somebody comments on it and then he has some excuse about how I'm tired or I'm in pain or I am forgot something? Oh, it's because I live with a condition uh, called insomnia, which means I'm always tired and always in pain. Okay. Just smoke some more weed, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, More than the zero. <laughs> so, so, Jake, uh, yes. on the, the Magic Vespas, mm-hmm. um, how many people are we taking at a time? Is it just the two? And are they getting I up, mean, in an like, ideal blue sky scenario, it would be two. Like the whole, like, cuddled up on the back kind of seats? Or are we, like, how are You're we trying this? to say riding bitch? Yeah, somebody would be riding bitch. No, riding bitch this. is if you ride on the side. Whatever. No, riding bitch okay. is somebody who rides on the back. We have different definitions of that, and that's okay. It's okay, a, yeah. it's a, we'll it's a I don't think I'm any of your now. sayings are okay because we shouldn't refer to any seat as the bitch seat. Yeah, I think it's except for whichever one I am sitting in at any moment. <laughs> nice burn, bro. Yeah. Uh, so now fun. you're Those getting the comedy of okay, the podcast, so bro. Mm, okay, so blue you. sky, you're thinking like like an actual Vespa. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it would be cool if it actually legitimately looked like a Vespa. Okay. Yeah. 
Are they going to look like the shitty Vespas or the cool Vespa? I think, okay, so hear me out. I think it starts looking like the shitty Vespa, but as the ride goes, it transforms into the cool, nice Vespa and maybe like glows and has sparkles and all kinds of cool stuff. So we got a transforming ride vehicle going on here. Yeah. I know how to do that. Disney doesn't own the Transformers. Yeah. I guess a question for Eric is, so it's going to start with a statement, but it feels like it'd be very hard because Massimo is a very iconic, uh, he's got a very iconic look. He's a giant guy, one arm, also good at cooking. What, what do you think would be a good way to like, I, this is a really, this might not be a good question for the pod, but what do you think would be like a good way to like find those kind of actors? Or do you think, I assume a casting call of some sort. Yeah, um, this might be a terrible idea. The question that I just had, I'm really tired. <laughs> it's, it's okay. We just find uh, someone who looks kind of like him and we chop their arm off. And then well, they can Brock, learn how to cook. Might I suggest, uh, uh, with my theater uh, degree, uh, they, do, they hold these things called auditions. Uh, and like you could hold some of those for the I, role. Yeah, I guess it's just, you know, it's it feels like a hard actor to find, I guess, is... But there I is understand a question what you're saying. Sure, and, and I do understand what you're saying, and I think that's part of the pull of it for me. With that, it would be something that isn't super easy to cast, particularly out of like the interns and people that Disney brings in normally. Um, it's not just like a pluck and pull kind of thing. They would have to go out of their way to find somebody who actively has you know one arm, um, so that we could be representing like the the power of the human spirit right yeah Um, i i I agree with that i will say i would like to see that in a more inclusive uh sort of setting because massimo is still a big white guy uh who also cooks and he's, he's so specific that it feels to me like we're just trying to find like this is just a show for one actor um, and they could only play it like once a day for union rules. I mean, the idea would be to flesh it out for other stuff that was part of the pitch. Okay, well, uh, I, I guess this is a roundabout way of me saying, A, I don't really know what I'm talking about, and B, what other ways are you thinking you could flesh it out? When do you ever? Never. Literally never. <laughs> really it's, keeping up the energy on the pod, guys. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's very abs, like uh, thoughts in the abstract, but you know, bringing in people in wheelchairs to do some cool little acro, like as uh, assistants, but they're doing like little acrobatic things, uh, uh, spinning around and things like that. Oh, uh, so are you seeing like flair? Are you seeing Massimo as like one segment of this show? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like a main segment of like a, a larger thing. I didn't understand that. That's awesome. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe just cut almost all of that out, Jake. <laughs> cool. Uh, any other questions for the Q and A portion? I don't think so. I'm good. Cool. Does anybody want to volunteer to vote first? I can vote first. Thank you, Jake. Um, I should start up by saying, as usual. Great ideas all around, everybody. I am a fan of all of them. I would be happy to discuss any of them. I'd be happy to have any of them in the parks. But today I am going to vote for Tanner's show. 
I think that could be fun to discuss and develop. That's my vote. Cool. Tidus? All right. Yes, uh, I will echo uh, Jake in saying that these are all good ideas. Uh, Today, I think I'm going to go with... uh, I'm going to vote for Brock. That was also a fun idea that Jackie had thrown out there when we were... I was like, what are some things we could do with with this on the pod after we finished the movie? And the first thing she thought of was some sort of, like, race, since that was such a focal point of the film. Cool. Brock. Uh, I guess that would be me then. I... Hmm. So... I really, really, really love all of these ideas, but I, the one I was going to say especially, and you can probably tell because I was talking so long about it, is Eric's idea is really drawing me in. Um, the one thing I will say is I think absolutely this should happen. Let's put it up in Disney today. But the the beautiful and interesting thing about this show is that it's going to reflect the actors in it. Um, that being said, since we don't have the actors here... I don't know how we discuss it in turning it into a show, but I want, so I'm going to vote for Jake's, but I want the record stand, uh, the record to stand that I really want Eric's to be, uh, wow. the, the, the first edition. <laughs> Holy shit. You know, one of these days, my, my inclusive social minded pitches is going to win. Oh, please. Well, I just don't want to be sitting here like, what if we had a guy with no leg who can hop really high? (laughs) I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, Tanner, it's going to happen eventually. Uh, Okay, cool. So that's me and it's a tie. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to. It's tough. It's they're all good for different reasons. Um I I love the out of the box nature of the of the race. Um, I love I always love talking about shows. I think that it would be one of the cooler rides that we've done too. So all different kind of points. I'm gonna go with Tanner's show today, uh, just because I really uh, I think there's some. I just feel like there's a lot to talk about there. Um, right. And the uh, yeah, that's my vote. Cool. Congrats, T. Thank you. Cool. So, Tanner, why don't you just kind of walk us through what you're thinking? Uh, I pretty much already did. Uh, the main, like, core, I really think this is something that we can flush out together uh, a little bit more. But I want it to be, yeah, like I said, the construct is this is uh, them. They're back for the summer, uh, reunited. Uh, and they are going to be taking some steps now that kind of we've taken the first step of like uh, sea monsters being integrated into this uh, town. Uh, this is going to be the exploration of the next step where we're kind of like taking some of those ideas of like not othering and we're going a step further by now. Like we're sharing about our uh, different worlds. So sure. and a lot of that can be kind of like the movie and comical misunderstandings at times of the way things work. Yeah. Nice. So I'm digging the 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 vibe, the plot, the concept. Mm-hmm. What? How do y'all? How do you envision this? What does it look like in your head? So I'm picturing it kind of being. Uh, at least when we open up, we're going to open up on kind of that main center area of that town ta- of the town. 
And then I think the big question is what first is like the merit of should we use animatronics or live actors, I think is the first kind of like starting point because I think that'll inform a lot of the show. Well, so my 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 thought on this is if you want audience interaction, it's not you're not going to get it with Mm -hmm. animatronics. Um, And I know certain effects can't really be achieved with people and would be better with animatronics. So then there's the thought of do you have a mix of both? But that doesn't always work. Yeah, it usually doesn't. Because they look so dramatically different on the stage. Having a human on the stage just detracts <laughs> from the animatronic. So uh, it kind of really depends on what your plot is and what effects you have in mind and how important audience interaction is to you. I also think that if we use human actors, the uh, the transition because uh, of Luca and the other kid from like their human forms into their sea forms is, like if done correctly is like significantly more impactful and more of a moment. Oh yeah. Like a wow kind of thing. Absolutely. If we, yeah, that's if we kind of where I was coming at with using live uh, performers was I thought it would be more difficult to pull that off, but I actually have an idea of how the costumes could work. Okay. Cause I was thinking about that when I was watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when we, when we get to that. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I think using live actors, I think, is kind of where we're at because I think getting people involved is kind of a fun idea for the show. So where is this set? Like, is it like in a schoolroom? Is it on the beach in the water and she's trying to swim along? Is a, how, how do we want to stage this? I think we're down by the coast, so we have access, believably, to uh, water for a water transition. And are we thinking of like nice. a proscenium, maybe that's like up over like a like a met- like a metamorphosis style like pool that people can go in and out of? Yeah, that's. I was either thinking that or a uh, we would come up with a theatrical device to transition and then with projection mapping assist with the water but if we want people in and out which i think is cooler uh doing that with a pool that everyone can see is the way to go so uh jake there there was a very sort of famous broadway theater production of this play called metamorphosis okay that people would like literally enter in there's like a pool in the middle that was sort of translucent and the all of the Mm -hmm. entrances to the uh to the stage were via water so you had to like actual water, actual water that they had to like swim oh, up through okay. and under and enter and stuff. It's super cool. That's actually really awesome, and I can totally see that being a Disney type thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that'd be sweet. Sweet. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I'm and this obviously now. wouldn't be like quite that intense, <laughs> but like <laughs> right. having like and I think. Water entrances, like real live water, is something that is important to me. Yeah, for, absolutely. For this it, it wasn't show. to me until you explained that it has been done before, and now it's like, oh yeah, then totally, we should we should do that. Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah, I think that's a really cool yeah end to all of that now. That's because I I was still not terribly sold on that. Uh, the water stage stuff because I was confused about it, but that's that really brought me into it. Thank you, Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's what I do. <laughs> that's why we love him. <laughs> <laughs>
So I think you're, so that's kind of, uh, I think a good picture of what the stage is going to look like for this. And then I think your audience is going to be elevated a little bit so they can see into the pool. And Jake, while we're, I guess, talking about water entrances and things like that, what was your idea with the costuming? Well, so I, I hadn't completely thought it through, but the first thing that occurred to me was watching their scales change because mm-hmm. their scales almost change like one at a time. Like it's really rapid. But the, the, instantly my brain thought of um, they're really popular these days. You see them in a lot of stores. They're those pillows that have like sequins on them. And if you rub them one way, they're one color. And if you rub them the other way, they change color because the sequins all flip. So I thought it would be cool if the costume somehow was made of that. So if you brush it in a certain direction, it changes. That would be kind of cool, almost like wetsuits. Yeah, Yeah. like a wetsuit that has been, you know, for lack of a better word, sequined with those little discs. So if if all the discs are down, they look like fish scales, the blues and the greens. And when they rub them up, they might be more skin tone or human or, or even look like the human's clothes. And then that way you can, as you rub, it leaves a streak where you rub. Mm-hmm. Instead of your, instead of like a quick chain cost, change costume where the whole costume changes at once, it can, you can kind of like, almost like you're drying yourself off and it changes as you're doing that. I yeah, think I like that a lot. That's cool. That's really <laughs> cool. I was yeah, also the, thinking uh, for, oh, sorry. No, go, please. I think for major transitions, it would also be, not terribly difficult to be using doubles. Um, you know, I, I think yeah, especially we, with the water. Exactly. Yeah. Once yeah. you, ha- you have yeah. the, the two people playing Alberto, one as a sea monster, one as human Alberto. And you can kind of, because once they're underwater, they aren't having dialogue or anything. So yeah. Yeah. Jake's costume would be necessary to get them out of the water. And then you would kind of do like a, uh, a, a pantomime kind of thing to get, back to the real actor yeah but um, you could you could hide that transition so you oh, see yeah, what looks like the we, we, yeah i just remember brock and i it went to universal studios years ago and we went and we saw the how the grinch stole christmas show and they did a change with the grinch they had a singing grinch and a dancing grinch and both Grinches were very talented. It was awesome. But the singing Grinch was clearly like 150 pounds heavier than the dancing Grinch. And it kind of like took me out of the moment. Yeah. So can we just not do that with this show? <laughs> if we're going to do doubles. <laughs> Whatever yeah. you need, buddy. <laughs> Fine. The Grinch won't be in this show, Jake. That's all I've taken from your story, but I, he wasn't going to be anyway. <laughs> no, I think that's super cool. And I think Jake is, even if we do go the doubling route for the actual, like, full water uh, yeah. underseen things, I think uh, Jake's costume's still cool for really fun bits yeah. uh, with splashes yeah. and stuff yeah. appearing. Oh yeah, like if somebody yeah. like gets a glass of water thrown on them or mm-hmm. something like that, and yeah. they have to dry themselves off really quickly. It's I think just that yeah, could be a lot of fun. It's a really elegant way to handle the dry versus wet situation. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, which I like a lot. So, what's our arc here? What the? How do we? How are we entering into this? In so, like I said, uh, my beginning is uh, people are coming to kind of learn about both of these worlds. So, at the beginning, it's going to be very almost like. I want it to feel like kids putting on a presentation talent show. Okay. Almost in terms of things. So, like, explaining what they've learned about the land in the last year. 
Uh, and then taking time to, as we go through, I want to explain a little bit about the ocean and maybe we can bring up his weird uncle uh, <laughs> <laughs> and punch why him in the heart. Cohen, yeah, why you really don't want to spend time in the deep with an angler fish. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, okay, so pause for a second. What kind of f***ed up punishment is that for... <laughs> To yeah. give your kid. You're gonna go yeah. hang out yeah, with your angler fish extreme. uncle in the Marianas trench for like three also, six months. Also, <laughs> side <laughs> note, how are how are he and Lucas dad brothers? Don't ask, Brock. Dude, you don't I asked Jackie that uh before we went to bed last night, and Jackie's like, They they are. You don't know. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best answer I could get. Yeah, no, you seriously don't want to know. <laughs> I do like the idea of at some point in the show the whole theater went dark and then the pitch black an- and then you just see his little light yeah. appear and his eyes how <laughs> and they- you see his you see his goofy little voice and he just says something ridiculous and then the lights kind of fade back on and everybody's like oh he's here now and like they're like they don't hate him but they clearly are not wanting him there yeah <laughs> you know they're kind of just trying to get rid of that him. Yeah. is a very important thing to make sure that this I, I know we've already established that this is human actors but if that were an animatronic, that would be too scary for little kids. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> but I love that idea. I think that's really good. Yeah. I think specifically he should be an animatronic just to scare the little kids. <laughs> Make he jumps out at them as they're exiting the theater. You know how I was talking about uh, interactions? Uh, every little kid has to punch his heart. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he's a jelly animatronic, so it's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, like where your head's at Costin. No, so I think okay, we nice. do some stuff where like uh maybe even they like play around and show how good they've gotten at riding bikes in the past year and we can play with that with splashes of water over like yeah. a fountain or something. We can take some creative liberties on locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that and way. vice versa, maybe they show how good Julia's gotten at swimming. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. So this is established like the year after he comes back. Mm-hmm. Like a year or two after he comes back to the school or whatever. Yeah. That would be kind of fun to show some of the stuff he's learned at school and mm-hmm. is trying to show. Oh, maybe he's teaching. Maybe he's teaching Alberto stuff that yeah. he's learned at school, and, and then vice versa. Alberto is teaching him stuff that he learned while he was fishing and yeah. hanging out with. Uh, and, I like that. Uh, and you can include my opportunity. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. exactly where I was going to get. Is oh, we yeah, can get Massimo. some opportunity for uh, actors that maybe wouldn't necessarily be looked at for these roles, like Eric wanted. Uh, and yeah, get Massimo cool. there chopping fish for real, which I don't know if that's a f- like threatening to the. Uh, they seemed cool with it. The sea monsters do they, they like, eat the fish? Well, I think they, they eat, eat fish, fish too. <laughs> yeah, they eat fish too. Yeah, they, yeah. Because it's like, not they quite the Little Mermaid way. conundrum of their friends with all of the sea animals. Right. No, yeah. no, no, no. They, they seem to be they, livestock. They look at them like, yeah. yeah, livestock. Can we also have the sheep fish make an appearance or goat fish or whatever they were? Those, those made me laugh. Those yes. were pretty funny. Yeah. Did, okay. Especially Good. in the, uh, after credit scene. Did you guys? Yeah. Watch? Yes. Yeah, with the, yes. The, the after uncle credit and, scene was hilarious. And the goat fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Brock. 
Okay. You, you with Brock, us, Brock, I'm buddy? glad you're nodding on this podcast where we need to speak verbally. That nodding was really good. Thanks. And a thumbs up. Thanks. I'm good at podcast. <laughs> yeah, so I think this show's a cool opportunity to incorporate, like, some, like, not stunt work, but, like, with the bicycles and stuff. But kind of like making that cool and then incorporating, especially in the water, maybe like some like movement and dance uh, with the way that they're swimming under there, I think would be a cool thing. And have mm-hmm. like kind of like yeah. when we're showing Julia uh, swimming and then it kind of becomes this dance where she's swimming with these monsters kind of underwater. And I think that could be really cool. Agree. Like, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. I want to incorporate the parents somehow too, mm-hmm. because yeah, they were fun. Jim Gaffigan fucking killed it, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Maya Rudolph, of yeah, course, they were both always killed it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like his his little obsessions, like not like maybe now he's become an overbearing father after <laughs> being a distant father. So like. I don't know. Maybe that's just projecting In a my funny own relationship way. with my father. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, please come love me now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no, they he's, can he's show dead. how good they've gotten at soccer. If you yeah. remember the one scene where they're oh, using yeah. the soccer excuse to knock all of the human kids into the water. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> and they're still knocking kids into yeah. the water. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, on board with that 100%. Can they pull children from the audience to knock into the wall? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I think if we feel like this needs a conflict, I think it comes from that uh, kid who is too old to be doing the races. Coming yeah, he's back. a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think if the, there, can, there can be conflict, I think it's minimal. Yeah. yeah. It's like, just like a minute or two. Um, yeah. That, that would just be my take on that. I yeah, know. I agree. And then they just drown him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And they drown him. Maybe they shoot him with that harpoon gun, too, just for good measure. They make yeah. him dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then so Massimo back, chops him up. Back to the parents. I just had an idea. Sorry to go back. Um, what if, for audience interaction, there was a fun thing where they one or both of them go through the audience with spray bottles mm-hmm. and are checking people to see if they're sea monsters, too? Just like mm-hmm. a little like, yeah, mist spray, just like, oh, no, not this one, just to kind of bring it in. Like, they're checking to see who's a sea monster and who's not. I like that. Yeah, I um, think that'd be really cool. That's funny. Yeah. I also, like I said, I kind of wanted, like, the ability to have, like, sea monsters in the audience. I don't know if there's a way to play with that, maybe with that whole scene because like the sea monsters learning about land as well as like we're learning about their under the water stuff yeah so like maybe incorporating some in those could be animatronics since you're not gonna quite have the same focus on them yeah right is like they dump some water in a section and <laughs> all of a sudden things like uh, animatronic sea monsters revealed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be interesting. I don't know how exactly that would work, but something like that would be fun. I think maybe if you like set it up where they're like in like a different kind of seating area, you'd have to yeah. almost like the, uh, fucking, uh, old men puppets. 
Walton, whatever. Statler and Waldorf? Statler and Waldorf yeah, from the Muppets. So you're yeah. thinking if they were in like a balcony seat or something yeah. or a box seat. I was thinking what if they were in almost like an orchestra pit style seat so they're still at the front and you can see them. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Too. But we have the water. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, so not in the water, but like right between the water and the audience. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I think that would work, and that'd be kind of a funny, but like cap off to the bit is they're like finally right. there. We knew your cousins were somewhere. Like yeah, there Luca. you go. Yeah, yeah. That's a joke. That'd be cool if they were looking for cousins or something. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that could be fun. I like that. <laughs> so Tanner, how are you feeling about the show? Anything else? Or good, good. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't. Really, did you guys have any idea of what, like, I think the conflict is just he's there to ruin whatever they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I think he shows up and starts messing him. with stuff and, and then, being a jerk. And then uh, Alberto takes his Vespa and drives it into the ocean. That would be kind of funny to see the Vespa actually crash into the ocean and sink. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, that's fun. And then they go on with uh, just the show. Which we can develop yeah. more bits for if we want. I feel really good though about like I think, I it's think good. there's I an think arc we... now to flesh yeah. that. Like I don't think we need to write the whole show for our audience. No, <laughs> right no, absolutely now. not. But uh, yeah, I think. Thank you guys. I kind of just had like a general idea and some like images that I saw in my mind that I didn't know really how to make mm-hmm. possible fully, and you guys have really helped flesh that out a lot. Yeah. Well, you're cool. welcome. Cool beans. Cool. So on that note, oh, sorry, what were you going to say? I just said cool. Oh, okay. So on that note, I think it's time for the lightning round. Lightning yeah, get round. out of the water. <laughs> Everybody out. Yeah, yeah, being okay. in the water would be very bad. <laughs> Let's spin that wheel. Okay, so today... We are doing a flat ride. Flat rides, of course, being... Brock, give me some examples of flat rides. Uh, a Ferris wheel, a uh, scrambler, scrambler. Um, the spinning kind of teacup rides, uh, Dumbo. Yep. Uh, Tilt-a-whirl, the Gravitron, all that kind of stuff. For, you know, like kind of like circus fair Carnival kind of stuff. But we are making a flat ride theme to a Disney classic, Lady and the Tramp. Lady and the Tramp, the flat ride. Okay. First up. Who's up first? We have. We have Jake. Okay. So for my ride, we are going to do a teacup style attraction where the Siamese cats have put Lady into a big cup or a laundry basket and are spinning it around while they sing and taunt her because they're mean. And we as the riders are experiencing that from Lady's point of view. And the cats are singing their horribly racist song at us and being mean and spinning us around and making us dizzy trying to get us to throw up. And then, I don't know, they're going to go, like, hurt the baby or whatever the f*** they do. I don't, I don't really remember. <laughs> I think it's hurt the baby. <laughs> Pretty like ninety nine percent sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's where we're at with that. Uh, cool. Next up, we got Tanner. 
Well, if there's one thing we love about Lady and the Tramp, it's that we get to turn things into noodles. So the guest will board a Gravitron, (laughs) which will function as a plate, and the guest will be the spaghetti as a fork comes down into the center of the Gravitron, signaling the beginning of the ride, and it is spinning the spaghetti to get it around the fork so it can be lifted up and into the mouth. Uh, That's my ride. Thank you. Oh, good God. God. (laughs) All right. Next up, Brock. All right, Lady and the Tramp is really a love story. It's known for its iconic romantic scenes. So this is going to be a Bellanote-themed Ferris wheel, a romantic Ferris wheel ride uh, set to the song This is the Night from uh, Lady and the Tramp. Uh, And also, there's pasta in your car. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing it in there. As as you go by the guy at the bottom, he just takes a big handful of wet pasta and just throws it in your lap (laughs) every time you go past the bottom. Every car has one sexy noodle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't know if I'm going to top any of these, but uh, I'll certainly give it a try. Okay, so while Brock is uh, correct that you know, it's all about love and love is very connective, love is also very fleeting and hard to come by. So oh, no. we're going to do a teacup-style ride where all of the teacups are either lady or tramp, and you are constantly <laughs> spinning and getting close to each other, but then... The inevitable ebbs and flows of the universe pull you apart, and you never actually get to connect with the love of your life. That's mine, okay? You never get to kiss any of the other cars. Yeah, you're allowed to kiss everybody is really what's good. (laughs) Wait, are we as riders, are we Lady and or Tramp, or are we fleas that are on Lady and or Tramp? Honestly, it's up to to your interpretation. (laughs) Okay, good. I do oh. like the fleas idea. Yeah, right? It's not bad. <laughs> and then that's how the ride will end, if somebody will come out with, like, the fogging spray, and then we all, like, get thrown <laughs> <through it>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brock, take us out of here. All right. Oh, Jake, be careful during the swimming portion. You better run around, uh, swim around that Facebook and come right on back. Okay, facebook.com slash mainstreetmusings. <laughs> And Tanner, while you're eating all that pasta, look out! There's an Instagram in there. I'm going to eat main underscore street underscore musings. And Eric, you better cycle right on over the Twitter finish line. (laughs) I'm not very athletic, but that is at MSM underscore podcast. And I'm Brock. Oh, look, we lost. Uh, Everyone, give us a five-star review and rating. (laughs) Tell your friends. (laughs) Oh, man. We are Main Street Musings. Thanks for listening, everybody. Let us know what you thought about Luca. Yeah, yeah, in the comments on something. We just gave you a bunch of socials. Pick one and go Just find us on the street and give us your fan (laughs) theories. Honestly, that works, If you disagree with one of our opinions on it, go punch us in the face. (laughs) Tell us your Luca manifestos. Any interaction's good interaction. (laughs) 